You are listening to the Curtis King Podcast. Music producers, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Curtis King Podcast. If you are listening uh, via the Apple Podcast, you're listening uh, maybe on the YouTube, do what you need to do on those respective platforms. Subscribe. I see a lot of you out there have been sharing these podcast episodes. And uh, this one is going to be a special one because I'm joined by my brother. Uh, oh, gosh, Leotis, who looks like <laughs> he all bungled. He all bungled up. He got the hoodie on. <laughs> he like. Man, just get to it, man. What am I here for? No, I'm playing. My brother, oh gosh, Leotis is here uh, joining me as a special guest. What is going on, Ray? We got two special, we got guests back-to-back weeks. What is going on? We got, we, got we got a real podcast going on here. Anyways, oh gosh, man. Thank you for joining us here. Oh, of course, man. Of course. Thank just, you for having me. It's so weird, it. like, talking to you this, in this space like this because we've made so much music in this room, uh, but obviously man. things are a bit different circumstances, but... Uh, yeah, first and foremost, how have you been? Uh, what has been occupying most of your time these days as a producer? Because I guess I got to give a quick little introduction. Um, he's one of the most amazing producers that I've ever come across. I'd be chilling. He'd be chilling. He's <laughs> not going to accept all that praise, but he's Thank one of the know, most I, amazing I producers. Um, and I do mean that in every sense of the word, from the actual creation of the music to the actual arrangement and composition of song crafting. Uh, and then also, you know, it's no surprise that as he starts to dabble in as an artist, he finds a success in that as well because he's been around it for so long. But uh, yeah, oh gosh, the Yotis, man, you guys have probably heard of him from the the packs that we've done for uh, for Slap X. Yes, uh, by now, if you've been on my channel, you've seen him cook up live a few times. You, this shouldn't be any question. It's even ridiculous for me to say this, but I got to make sure I give his just due. Uh, you want to talk about some of the credits that you have as well, just for the folks who were like, who he work with? What, why, should, why should I be listening to what's going on? Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> first placement was uh, this group called Jack and Jack. Uh, I got a placement with Latoya Luckett. Um, worked on uh, Best Shot, directed by LeBron James. Okay. Uh, Free Meek, uh, which is a documentary on Meek Mill. Uh, what else? Did OT Genesis, I Look Like Bay. One yeah, of my, was my biggest one, hits. That's huge. Um, so those who, I Look Like Bay. When you just listening to OT Genesis yeah. today? Yeah. Yeah, this guy produced uh, Look uh, boy. Like Bay. So <laughs> uh, amazing work all the way around, man. I... I I feel like I, I, I've i known you for so long, but it's like so many different introductions that we've had where I didn't know. Like I, I, I we shook hands and mm-hmm. said hello. Um, but I feel like we've met many occasions. You talk about a beat battle in which I beat you Indeed. that I have no memory or recollection of because every memory that I have of any beat battle, since we're going back to the very beginning, is you uh, smacking me left and right. In the most disrespectful manner, and I kind of had it coming for oh, the years man. that I did that to other up and coming producers. Uh, this I won man, that battle. I didn't do you. I didn't do you in that, bro. Battle. Yes, yes. You came in with this Michael Jackson Thriller <laughs> sample that when oh, I heard man. it, I was like, "Okay, so we doing that right now? Okay, are you gonna do that in front of people? Okay, that's what's up." But um, so yeah, so walk us back to that because that was an interesting time. There's a lot of mm-hmm. things about that part of your story that I I didn't know until we actually fast forward to actually working with each other on a tick of phobia. And um, then from there, just becoming the best of friends and also just working on so much music in general to Jubilee year to, uh, you know, somersault and all these different projects. Um, what was that time period like for you? Like what was your major focus at that time? Uh, at that time, my focus was just trying to, you know, be a little bit more social because right. I was still in like the, you know, the cooking stages, uh, the stage where, you know, I'm still trying to find myself as a producer, figuring out what I want to do musically and creatively. Right. And, you know, I found out about that music scene as far as like doing beat battles and beat showcases. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. And so, you know, my cousin Captain, you know, brought that to shout my out attention. To yeah. yeah, shout out to Captain. Um, but yeah, he told me about the beat battle and then the, the shows that was going on at the Vibe and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I just started pulling up, and I was like, oh, this is tight. You know what I'm saying? So I mm-hmm. uh, joined that first beat battle, and 
Cause I was like, you know what? I, this, this is, this is, this, this is, is it. Uh, I'm ready. I got I'm ready. this. You know what I'm saying? This got is your beats prepared. Really... You already, what kind of preparation did you do that first one? Um, I just brought what I thought was tight. Yeah. I, I didn't really like prepare, prepare. It was just more so like, I, I just, I was just really confident in myself at the time, you right. know? And I was like, okay, I, I'm gonna be able to get to at least, you know, a first round, second round, however it works. Cause I didn't know. Sure. And I get there and I'm <laughs> up against you. First round, out the gate. <laughs> First round, I was up against you, and um, and I didn't know you. I didn't know anybody really. Yeah. Um, and you played uh that Spice Girls jam uh, oh, flip man. that she did. Yeah, yeah. And tore me a new one. But but <laughs> it, 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 Ray, would you mind turning the microphones down just a little bit on both of ours? Cause I think as we start to talk, it's getting a little bit loud. Oh, okay. Um, I'm seeing that red pop. Thank you so much, Ray. Shout out to Ray. Shout out to Ray for for uh, my guy. Thank you in the clutch, but. So you came in there and, and I played the Spice Girls joint. And I mean, I just don't remember a time. And I'm not saying that you weren't at that time dope, but I just don't remember a time. It's hard for me to like recall a time where you didn't have absolute slappers, or absolute blappers. Mm-hmm. And so what happened after that battle? Because I feel like you came back with such a vengeance. And it's not like you just disappeared from the scene because you were a drummer in a band at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, I know we were kind of crossing paths there as well. But, you know, you have a history in music as a drummer. What happened during that period of time when you came back and it was like, I got to come back and cut heads off because mm-hmm. that's exactly what you did. You ran off like yeah. a crazy streak of beat battles that was just <laughs> nuts. Man, like, so after that day, like, I, like I said, I didn't know how beat battles worked mm-hmm. right? and, and what you were supposed to play, mm-hmm. right? And I was familiar with my cousin's work. And I remember having a conversation with him, like, you need to just, just come with heat, like, yeah. like listen to my stuff and, and, you know, watch my videos and, and, and study it and right. understand what's, what goes on. Cause you only have like a minute to play beats, two minutes sometimes. Right. So after I lost, I was like, okay, now I know what I'm getting myself into. So I, what were you doing before that you had to change? Like, what was it that you, that, like, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's probably going to go in the same way you did the first time into mm-hmm. a beat battle? And they're trying to unlock it because I feel like it's not like you had to unlock another beast in you. Excuse me, uh, not, not, uh, uh, coronavirus. Uh, uh, I don't like you had to unlock another another beast within you. It's almost just like you already had that, but it just somebody had to. Maybe it was Captain that had to like let you know this is the way things go. So, what do you think was like the major shift in the music from um, here on? Just really understanding what you're supposed to do in a B battle. Like it's kind of like getting into a fight. Like you you can't go to you know go fight somebody i mean i don't be i don't be out here fighting so <laughs> you got a ufc career i don't know about <laughs> no not at all but like i mean if you don't know how to fight you're gonna get beat up yeah you know what i'm saying and that's kind of how i looked at it it was and i'm a, I'm very competitive too mm-hmm. so like when i you know got out of there after i lost and came back home and really studied you know beat battles and was like okay so you got to do as much as you can within what does that mean specifically though when you say so, as much as you can like uh, musically, what, what are we speaking about? What I mean by that, as far as me correlating to the whole fighting thing, like mm-hmm. you can't just go into a fight just throwing haymakers. Sure, you know what I'm saying the whole time and expect to win. Like it doesn't work that way. Right. You know you gotta, you know you gotta jab, you gotta, you know hook, duck, you know all that stuff. So when it comes to beats, you know you gotta make sure like you're doing drops, you're doing uh, like transitions. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure your mixes are clean. Like I had to really go into depth with like, you know, figuring out how to make my music sound theatrical yeah. and interesting for one minute. You right, know what I'm saying? Instead right. of just like playing a loop that was tight, mm-hmm. but okay, we understand, okay, you, you can do that, but what's what's next? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, don't play loops. That, that's pretty much what I got from that. Like, just don't don't play loops. And, and, and it seems like, you know, when you did make your presence known the second time around, you took that to heart and it was like- No, I did. If I come back, <laughs> when I come back, uh, all of y'all are finna get hell, including me, because he came back for those out there that don't know the history <laughs> of the story. And uh, the man abused me in front of a live studio audience with the beats. And I was like, who is this guy? Who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Captain, this is your cousin? Man. Uh, and, and, and shout out to, to to Villain as well. Like, just a family oh, yeah, full of just, too. man. Yeah, him too. He, yeah. he kind of showed me the ropes too. Like, just watching his videos, just tearing people apart and beat battles. Like, Because it's something about the, the drums, man. Like, that certain people don't understand when it comes to drums certain certain people listen to like your beats or listen to my beats or listen to folks who focus on the drums and they say uh they're just loud so then they think they can match it by just being loud 
but no. um, they don't <laughs> understand all the elements from the swing to you know what sounds you put together to like you said how you mix them, and so uh, or just really I guess this what you call the sauce of your particular sound. Was that something that you feel like you already you always had that even starting off in production, or was this something that you felt like elements of it you had to be taught, or you just had to do a lot of trial and error? Like how did you how did you it, I guess basically make the old gosh sound? It was it was more so trial and trial and error only because like I I kind of knew like mm-hmm. that I, I had to bring that. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no, after the fact, I I knew like okay, I need to make sure I bring because I know what you know what uh what crowd I'm. I gotta, you know, please. You right. know what I'm and saying? We're like, talking about Riverside, California, where these battles were at, and yes, these are like Riverside diehard hip hop heads. Like these were like the most of hip hop. Like they want to hear stuff that slaps, but it doesn't have to be necessarily boom bap. They have an appreciation for trap, but they just they know they they know, and it's crazy because it's not just the guys that know. It'll be even like ladies in attendance who have never made music that just know a slapper when they hear one, and so it's a very tough crowd to satisfy and if you go in there i mean there's been times where where even i got somebody in the audience i was like yo that shit was whack yeah and it's just like <laughs> you got to take it to the chin and just it's kind of like it's kind of like our version of apollo in a lot of ways but even more harsh mm-hmm. uh but so i'm sorry continue you were saying that it's a lot of trial and error to kind of help you get to that point yeah that's all it was just like really understanding and dissecting like that that type of uh, uh music or mm-hmm. or beat you know as far as like the 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 term slap like yeah. I didn't really understand that till after I lost that beat battle right you know yeah. what I'm saying so how would you describe your sound for somebody who's never heard it before <sighs> and I know I know it's like the hardest question sometimes for producers because they're like man I do a little bit of everything but if you were in a elevator thirty seconds who is one of your favorite producers of all time give us just one goodness gracious this is the first one that come to mind Battle Cat Battle Cat if because we know that you already ha- have a relationship with Battle Cat and uh, but if you had never met him before, and it's the first mm-hmm. time you're meeting him, and he sees you have a keyboard in your in your arm, and you're on the elevator, and he's like, "Oh, you work on music?" Mm-hmm. And he says, "What's your sound? Like, what do you what do you what do you call it? Or what do you do? How would you describe that before that elevator gets to the next few levels?" Mm-hmm. You, you know, I, one thing I really hate about that question is that <laughs> it's also a first impression. Yeah. So, like, when you say you like, oh, I do a little bit of everything, it's just like, okay, so it's either you're, you're I guess it's not either you're mediocre or you really do, but it's just right. like I legit do everything. You don't. You know what I'm saying? So I, I guess in that case, you know. So I'll and, just, and, and okay, how about I I'll rephrase it? That I make it a better question. You do a little bit of everything, but there's a difference when you choose to approach pop as opposed to another producer who chooses to do pop. Mm-hmm. But I always hear your sound, no matter what you choose. Right. So I always hear it in pop. I always hear it if you decide to do EDM, if you decided to do, you know, straight boom bap. The drums are hitting a certain way. The, um, you know, the spacing is a certain way. The arrangement is a certain way. Uh, how would you describe that aspect of it? Because I mean, that's obviously just your sound at that point. Man, I guess at this point, I'm gonna just have to call it the old guy sound. The old guy sound. I mean, okay. I, what is that? I guess was the question then. I mean, it, it's. I, I pull from so many inspirations as far as like SoundCloud, Battlecat, obviously being one of them, mm-hmm. and like just who's SoundCloud? Never heard of that producer before. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like the 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 the, the SoundCloud. Who are some SoundCloud producer. producers that you uh, listen to? Let me see, Ka- uh, Decap. Well, he, he's not even a SoundCloud producer, but that's where I discovered him. Right. Um, shout out to Decap, by the way. Yeah. Um, man. freaking caption. Um, a what is his name? Uh, ADFX, I think his name is okay. something like that. Uh, uh, it's it's a lot of them, man. It's a lot of them. Uh, Monte Booker, he's obviously Monte not, Booker. you know, a SoundCloud producer, but that's also where I discovered him. Just right. like a lot of these crazy, just left field thinking outside of the box producers. How you know how saying? how how important has SoundCloud been to kind of striking? inspiration in your music because i feel like there's a lot of times that you put me on you put like we, whenever we've had a long drive when i used to live in the ie and we drive from ie to la you'll pull up a playlist of music that you mm-hmm. pulled up and i'm just like you know i don't hear their music in yours but i can tell where you're looking certain things mm-hmm. and you'll be like i like the way that they did a reverse reverb into a snare and i kind of want to just you know i kind of want to see what that's like how important has kind of discovering folks on soundcloud been to you as you you know you you look for inspiration because i think it's a lot of things 
a lot of people out there want to know, like, where do you mm-hmm. find your inspiration from? Well, going back to the whole beat battle thing, like, I'm super competitive. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So when I, li- when I was listening to that, that, well, I still do, but when I listen to that kind of music, I'm like, dang, like, I got to step it up. Because everything right. that, you know, a lot of those producers do is so intricate and, like, so detailed, mm-hmm. opposed to, like, you know, a song that you would hear on the radio, which is also dope most of the time. You know what I'm saying? It's not all music on the radio is fire. Right. But yeah. you know, it's just like <laughs> we know that they know that conversation for sure. But yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I just I just love the intricacies of uh of of those type of beat songs that I hear on SoundCloud. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's just it's appealing. It's, it's crazy. What did you start making beats on? Um FL. FL was what you first started with? Yeah, that's what I first started with. Yeah. And and when you first opened up FL, did it look as chaotic as a lot of <laughs> folks? Ray, 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 me and Ray was talking about Man. this. They first get to FL and it's like yeah. Okay. Where do I start? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's crazy is uh, uh, FL. Like, I I saw my cousins using it like a long time ago. Like right. when I would visit, like you know, P, um, Captain and uh, Villain or Big Mason is what he goes by now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really knew what it was. You yeah. know, what I'm saying I wasn't really interested in music or making music like that um, until you know I got into to high school drumline, and then that's when I. My my family got a computer like right. for the house, and I <laughs> the family got a computer, but they didn't know that you got a computer. <laughs> pretty much, and then I dis- I finally discovered what that because pro- I always wanted to know what it was, but I had no yeah. way of contacting my cousins uh, and asking them like, yo, what was that that thing he was using on your computer to make yeah. music? Because they would just sit there and just just click stuff in. I'm like, yeah. that's tight, and it makes noises as the thing passes by. Like, <laughs> I thought that was so fire, so like right. I did, I didn't know what it was. There was no way for me to ask, and I I came across. I went to one of my friend's friend's house mm-hmm. and they had it on their computer. Like they were using it. Yeah. And I was like, what is this program called? Bro, I kid you not. Like <laughs> I went home that same, like, I think like within an hour, like I went home and it, I downloaded it right away. Right. The demo, I got <laughs> the like, demo I version. That. I need that. Just so I wouldn't forget it. Yeah. And, Cause I didn't have a cell phone at the time. So I could take a picture or write it down. Um, oh man, those days. But yeah, I, I got it and I was like, dang, this, I don't know where to start. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how this works. I don't know what the heck a BPM is. Like, Man, but it's, <laughs> it that, was, what's so crazy to hear about that is that you manipulate the program in so many ways. And I feel like that's something else, too, is that no matter how many producers you collaborate that use FL, every single one of them use it differently. Oh, yeah. I've absolutely. never found a producer that uses it the same exact way that I'm using it. They always do something different. Like, even when it comes to sampling, like, you know, when I used to work with the homie Jinx, he chops up samples in such a manual way. And I'm like, bro, does FL mm-hmm. Slicer? And he's like, no, I don't want Slicer. I take these and I put them in the <laughs> channel rack and I change the pitch. And I'm like, you know, you never want to mess up somebody's recipe uh, as they go along with it. But how important have recipes? Like, do you have recipes as you cook up or do you try to make it a fresh experience every time you sit down? It, it's a mood. It, it depends on my mood. Because mm-hmm. like now that I'm like like kind of fiddling around with all other kind of like or all these other dogs i'm just like i feel like using logic today right. which is rare i probably right. use it like maybe twice by myself but like right. or like ableton which is what i'm you know familiar with as well like it just really depends like the 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 sequence i want to work in or like the flow that i want to work in mm-hmm. and and there's like one way that i work in fl like i put literally everything in its own pattern right like Cause I know like a lot of people will do everything in the same pattern. Yeah. You know, I'm so, you know <laughs> don't don't be looking but, at me like that. Don't be throwing shots at me. Throwing, <laughs> no, he, he throwing legacy block shots at me right now. That's what that was. What, that's, what you, that's how you know somebody for a long time. The way he said that, I was like, for real? Man, I remember All you right? did not want to let go of that. Bro, Once they upgraded FL, this dude did not want to uh, let go of FL Studio 9, I think it was. Or FL maybe Studio eight. 10 came out and FL Studio was like, uh, we're leaving <laughs> legacy blocks behind. And I was like, I guess that means I can't go with you on this ride. <laughs> and so I stayed Bro. at nine and I was like. But then once you <laughs> once you did finally hop oh on that train, God. you was like, you did not turn back. See, and that's why that's why I asked the question about recipes because now I look at it and I'm like, I don't, I, don't, I can't imagine making beats in any other way now. I yeah. know why that made sense for the time, but I look and I'm like, I think you're the one that inspired me to do that. You and Nabi are the ones that inspired me to jump out of that because that, that really was a, a a security blanket for me to have all my sounds. For those that don't know who never use FL Studio in their uh, uh, arrangement composer mode or playlist mode, you basically 
can put all of your sounds into this thing called a legacy block. And you can stack those blocks all across a beat. I would put all my sounds in a block, <laughs> clone them and make changes like this is going to be where the drop is going to be. So this is verse one. This is verse one, version one, verse one, version two. And I would do that for a Man. whole beat. And my beats would look like, like a just, game of centipede. It was just <laughs> like textures on my. And he was looking at this like, yo, where's everything at, bro? Like, I'm like, oh, it's all in there. And he's like, but you can't see it. And so I, I got to give props to you and Nabi and specifically because you guys are the reason why um, I lay all of my sounds out. It used to look like like the way that you guys feel when you first open up FL and you never use it. That's how I felt about seeing every single sound laid out on the channel. Mm -hmm. I was just like, yo, where's the kick? And am I going to break something? Yeah. That was my biggest thing. But uh, yeah, that 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 was a... It was, yeah, it had it was hard for me to get out of that too, I will I will say. Like the whole was legacy Was that something that you thing. you were with the legacy blocks at one time? Like, so when I... when I Because I'm the type of person like, I win... <laughs> Relax. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, what's it called? I know when I when I first upgraded to FL, I want to say it was nine when they introduced the playlist. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. Maybe it was eight. I forgot. And... I was like, let me just try this new playlisting thing. Let me just right. try it. And I, I fell in love with it within like 20 minutes. Because yeah. you're, you were able to cut like like the actual patterns and like, you know, really structure a beat. Because like you really had to, like if you were doing everything in a pattern and on legacy blocks, right. you had to really like copy a bunch of, co or uh, make a bunch of copies of that legacy block just to like take out the kick. <laughs> Oh yeah, I know you know. <laughs> he said just to take out one singular kick, like you it, have to now clone like, this entire pattern just to change and alterate. And yeah. it was like three steps to do one thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I could just hold shift and hit C and cut the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think as you grow, and this is just kind of a personal tidbit for me, as you grow and you want to do new things, like for me, what I always loved about your beats was the drops that you didn't expect in places that you don't typically hear the drops. It's the same feelings that I get like from when I listen to Dilla beats and I'm like, mm -hmm. you're listening to a, a loop that kind of like is continuous. It's a hypnotic loop. And then all of a sudden before that second snare comes in, he'll drop out the sound and mm -hmm. then bring it right back on that snare. Yeah. And um, it'll be like a mute, but you can hear like the vinyl still in the background and you would hear like a oh or some kind of like vox yeah. those kind of moments for me they may sound like uh obsessive for somebody who doesn't do that kind of stuff but for me like that adds so much character to well, your beats for sure for how sure. What, what it what how do you view that like what is what is it kind of your your mindset on See, messing with the arrangement in that way i, I think so in in cases of like doing showcases and battles like i think mm -hmm. that's important like that's where what i also pulled from when it came to like I pulled from like like those uh like those type of beats just to make the beat interesting because you know if you if you have a beat that just loops right. and you don't know what to do just doing simple things like that just like chopping it or just like just dropping it mm -hmm. and then the snare comes back in or like putting like how you said like a O yeah. in a certain place where you did drop like stuff like that will will make or well it'll really just like enhance the beat by a lot. Yeah, for sure. You, you, know you you're the so. reason why I like the second part of my loops. Anytime I do, imagine a beat is boom, or boom, 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 boom. The three kicks. I had mm -hmm. never heard that until I heard one of your beats, and I was like, "Why does that sound so dope?" Mm -hmm. Like, and I was like, "I want to try it." Yeah, like but that, I can't do that in my legacy blocks. Like, <laughs> I might have to learn something different. Then, like stuff was <laughs> stuff like that was like super unpredictable. Just like. Like having, you know how the kick always lands on the two and the four, mm -hmm. and you have a section where it, the kick will replace a snare on the two, for, like for one bar. And it's yeah. like, I was expecting the snare to hit there. You so know what I'm saying? So this, like, a, this is an even crazier question. So you coming from a musical background, you said you were in the the the, uh, the you were in you play the drums in high mm -hmm. school, and you still play the drums, obviously. How does that clash with what you're doing? which is kind of like breaking some of the rules of, of, of what you expect from music theory. And you're doing certain things where like, even like I've, I've seen like drum breaks that seem like they don't make sense when the drop comes in. <laughs> it'll be like, exactly it'll be like some like seven twelve timing or something crazy swing on the, 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 I'm like, what kind of drum roll is that? And then it still comes back in and the beat feels yeah. like it's still cohesive. Uh, like how do you kind of bridge the gap and know, when to not bridge the gap and break the rules and that kind of stuff. 
Well, <laughs> it's funny. I was we just had this conversation. Well, I didn't have this conversation yesterday, but I had a, a situation yesterday when I was in a mm-hmm. session where um so well but actually before I get into that, so as far as like breaking the rules, like the beauty of digital producing or just making music in general is that you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So like obviously if you're playing drums, you know, you got four you got four <laughs> limbs. Right. So kick, hi hat, snare. But like in digital, <laughs> it's funny. So in digital production, you could be making that same pattern, yeah, and have a ride going on at the same time. But it's like physically impossible to do that. But it sounds tight though. It sounds you know dope. What I'm saying? It yeah. sounds fire. Yeah. But that's one thing I do love about, um, you know, making beats is that you can fill in uh, certain like all these pockets right. that you couldn't do in real life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like, even I, like yeah, I've seen you do some stuff on there, and I'm like, but that don't make sense. Right. But why does it still make sense? Like it feels yeah. like they couldn't be any other way. After you hear the drop, it'll be like like some. I just, I, it's hard <laughs> to describe if you haven't heard it. But she'll put a drop, and it'll just be like seventeen snares that came up out, out of nowhere. And it's like, how yeah, did you fit seventeen doing snares? That on the show? In a, and it'll be like, I'm gonna say, hey, imagine <laughs> seventeen snares played in in like a second, and then you bring a reverse symbol that is going into a reverb automation that cuts off and yeah. then it comes back into it what yeah you got six people playing one drum set <laughs> at that at that point it, it <laughs> like, remi- that's what it sounds like it reminds me of uh when i was in world music class and they used to talk about the beatles and they said the beatles had to stop touring i think after the sergeant pepper album because they were like some of the first bands to utilize multi-tracks mm-hmm. and, and and go oh, past like the a- traditional four track i believe it was mm-hmm. um but they had like so many channels <laughs> mm-hmm. and of course they was all out there they was out there mind on psychedelics but they had so many channels <laughs> that they were like we can't possibly perform this live yeah we have literally too many channels <laughs> there's four people in the band <laughs> <laughs> unless we hire 72 other people for these channels we're not playing this uh but you're yeah. right that is the beauty of digital production and I-, I think there's a lot of people out there who get what you're saying in theory but they still feel like because it's a computer program, they feel like constrained and tight. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give them other than unclench their butt cheeks? What advice would you <laughs> give them for those who are listening, who are like, yeah, I, I see the freedom you have with digital production. How do I achieve that same freedom with what I'm doing? What's the best I mean, advice you have? Learn the, learn the rules and then break them after. Mm-hmm. Like once you get comfortable with like following a structure as far as making music and making whether it's drum patterns or chord progressions or anything that has to do with a certain structure, learn it and then then go outside of the box. You know what I'm saying? I think it's definitely uh it's needed like you need to know the fundamentals. Like sure. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Before you actually start going out going out and doing all this crazy crazy production. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's definitely yeah. That's the move. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah, and I think that brings up a great point too. Uh, because the your your talent is not just restricted to just arrangement. It's not restricted just to drums. Like you're crazy on the keys, and it makes no sense. Because I asked you, I said, so you know, just assuming you've already you've always always played keys, mm-hmm. and like assuming that you went to a teacher, <coughs> how did you learn how to play the keys again? Man, YouTube <laughs> and prayer. <laughs> what kind of prayers was you doing? Because YouTube. What do you mean YouTube? I mean, uh, how? So, well, okay. I got the same YouTube. Maybe maybe mine's let, broken. Let me. How? I'm gonna break it down for you. Okay. So, when I first got you know got into playing keys, well, what brought it to my attention was making beats. Okay. So I I didn't know that was the thing either. I'm thinking like I could just click all this <laughs> stuff in, which you could. But hella middies. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> hell yeah, hella middies. But I, I was like, I gotta I need to know what I'm doing. Like I don't right. understand what the heck is going on. Like I was doing stuff by ear and it made sense. Um what's it called? I I joined the you know, I had the band Thursday mm-hmm. night, Thursday night out and I played keys for that band for oh, damn, I wanna say like three, four years. Yeah. And So I, did you have any kind of teaching before no. then? You just literally had to like did you play the keys for no. the or? so I was like I want to be a part of the band because my my best wow. friend Jamil he played bass for the band. Because right. at first it was just uh, Dwayne, shout out Dwayne, Adam, shout out Adam, and then Jamil, shout out Jamil. <laughs> um, and I just happened to pull up one day with Jamil because they, they were like practicing, and I was like, "Oh, I want to join. Like, yeah. can I play something?" <laughs> and then they was like, "Sure." What and do you so, play? What do you do? 
and and all of us were like were kind of like beginners at everything. You know oh, what I'm saying? That, that so helps like out a lot, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. So like actually Jamil was playing keys originally, but mm-hmm. then he went to bass when I came to keys. Mm-hmm. And so he learned he picked up bass pretty quickly and, and he's then, super dope on bass. Yeah. yeah, he's he's tight. Adam he was already a drummer and then Dwayne was already rapping stuff. But you know, I got into the band and and I was like, Okay, I need to I was playing with five fingers. These right here. My <laughs> My left hand, uh, what is this? Your ring finger, middle finger, and index, right. and then my right hand, my index, and my middle finger. My man's was. I literally was playing like this, like playing three chords. On, I'm not gonna laugh. Chords and I stuff got, like that. I, I still got hand. stickers on my keys. Go ahead. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I was doing that, but then I I can, I was only able to do so much, and yeah. then that's when I started getting into YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then when I got out of high school, I went to to college, and I took a music theory class. So what? No, go back. Rewind the YouTube. What do you type in? <laughs> Teach me piano. <laughs> Man. Okay. So, to this day. To this day. To this day. Um. So when I was playing in the band, I was playing mostly everything in C minor. Okay. Like that's my key. I still play everything. You recognize in C minor. that, or somebody else told you that's what you were playing? Um. I recognize. You recognize. It. It. Okay. Yeah. So you at least you I, had, I knew had that level of understanding. Yeah, of I, I knew that mm-hmm. much because like FL, it'll tell you like the keys. You know is, what I'm saying? Yeah. So I remembered that. And then um. Yeah, I played everything in C minor, and then once I took that theory class, mm-hmm. or no, sorry, before I got to, before I get to the class, I would go on YouTube and like learn chords in C minor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I was learning, and I tried going out of you know out of C minor, but mm-hmm. it was just difficult for me because my 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 muscles were like. <laughs> I can only play in C minor. Like it was hard to your like fingers play. Were, man, your fingers had muscle memory of no, no other. Pretty much, no like, other chord progressions. Thank like, you. Stay here. <laughs> this is a nice idea, but no. But um, yeah, that that was pretty much that. And and so, what did you type? You said you see you typed in, so you knew the chords. So then, what were you typing in from there to kind of advance what you already knew on YouTube? Um, like learn. I would type in like how to play jazz chords in C minor, uh, how to play like. So you learn one chord. Uh, please, producers that are out there that are struggling with this, recognize what he just said. He found the chord that he always went to, and said, "You know what? Let's start with one thing." I found the scale. You found the scale. That's Excuse me, the scale. scale. So you found yeah. the scale, and then from there you found ways to kind of. Uh, uh, jazz it up for lack of a better term and mm-hmm. figure out different styles of play I guess with it yeah. and, um, so then yeah you, so you look that up and then just kind of like what you pause in the video and yeah, just playing like, and going back he has a pinky on this, this <laughs> and you know like I was really like just yeah. stopping yeah like you said stopping the video and, and doing that and just piecing stuff together, but how often are we talking about you're watching these videos? I don't, I don't watch them. Much no, I'm saying anymore. when you did in the oh, beginning, I always watch them like every day. Every like, day, like how many hours would you think? Just maybe like yes. thirty minutes. Thirty minutes, because like I'd learn something. I'm like, okay, now I need to make a B out of this. You know off. what I'm saying? Like I'm about to <laughs> go crazy. Y'all don't even but, know these these C minor jazz chords. I'm finna, man. I, it, it, and it, it's kind of hard to like t- to say like. I'm not gonna say I recommend learning. I actually I recommend learning one key and getting comfortable with it, but yeah. try not to get stuck there mm. because is that something that you've noticed? A lot of folks kind of get stuck in that. Well, that I, I, by myself, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can play in any key now, yeah. but I'm just more more comfortable in C. Mm-hmm. And like, if somebody is like, say, if I'm in a session with somebody and they're playing in like like B flat, mm-hmm. I'll tra- I'll still play in C and transpose to B flat. Got you know it. what I'm saying? Got I shouldn't it. be doing that, but whatever. You know who who cares? Right. But um, sound good is sound good at the end of the day. Yeah, but. One thing my teacher always told, uh, taught, or my music teacher always taught is like, practice makes permanent. It's mm. like he never preached the the, uh, the term perfect. practice makes perfect. Yeah, it's practice makes because however you practice something, yeah. you're gonna always do it that way. So true. You know what I'm saying? So. Especially when you're under pressure, because I can imagine, I can't imagine you going into a situation where you're relatively a beginner in a band, and the first time that you guys had a show. Mm-hmm. And then the general nerves of just being in front of an audience is one thing. Now compound that with we're in front of an audience. I don't fully know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but all I have to do is go off of practice at that point in time. Yeah. So now that's that's a bar. Practice makes permanent. 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 Yeah. That's a that's a bar. So talk to us a little bit about. Uh, okay, so obviously you found your success locally. You found your success in the beat battles, and then comes the opportunity for you to now get placements. And it mm-hmm. seems like since you've opened that door, uh, it's just been like the floodgates has just opened for you in terms of opportunities. Uh, why placements and uh, sort of how you've been able to kind of get your feet feet wet in that? Well, 
um well for, first of all being in the like the local scene is definitely what you know helped that out because that's how i got you know recognized right you know because you never know when someone's going to be somewhere like mm-hmm. like i ran into illa j yesterday you know what i'm saying what? just being at the right You're place right. at a pizza uh, pizza joint like i was uh you know, going to a session, and I go to this pizza joint. Yeah. And and the studio's right next door, so I'm, I'm try. I, I recognize That's him. Crazy. I say what's up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, there's a studio right here. I've, he didn't come, which mm-hmm. is fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, stuff like that is 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 kind of how like things worked out for me. Like I'd go be, I'd be at the vibe. And yeah. Freaking David was there, my you know my manager. Your manager, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he just knows so many people, and he brought me into that realm mm-hmm. of like you know place. It was like the next day he hooked me up with the homie Firstborn. Shout mm-hmm. out Firstborn. Which is the first, uh, the person that got me my first placement? So it's really like right place, right time type of thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and was that ch- was that challenging for you to put yourself out there? Because I think a lot of producers oh, struggle absolutely. with that. Absolutely. Because like, when it comes to the well, not really. It it is it depends. Like for in my in my case, when I was working, you know, with Firstborn, I had to like, he's a record producer. Like he mm-hmm. makes records. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was still like in my beat battle phase yeah, and like yeah. being crazy with production and stuff. So like, you know, so with that being said, I had to learn how to scale back and like tell myself like this beat is finished. I don't have to put <laughs> 10 more drums, you know, yeah. in this beat and 10 more like melodies. Like, and then as far as like, you know, um, you know, getting myself like mentally, like, or just like getting myself like ready to like, no, like I can really like, make this out of something was mm-hmm. was hard too because i you know we have our our days where it's like just unmotivated and stuff right. like that. where's this really going what's, what's what's happening with this um and i i think that you've had a, a very different path just in us having conversations off camera about how you approach placements mm-hmm. uh, that's why i was always so grateful when you asked me questions about it because i was able to tell you things that excuse me a lot of folks weren't in a position to tell me uh, when approaching it, because you get it's easy to get into that game, especially when you're as talented as you are, and um, folks just kind of use you up, mm-hmm. and then when sure, they're yeah. done, it's kind of like you that's know. That's the next best thing. I mean, but that's why you got to capitalize when you get to a certain point and you're able to just make those layups and get and make your mm-hmm. bread and make it happen. Excuse me, just, just so go. just go ahead and make your bread and get out of there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or until they you know use you up. So you have these opportunities that pop up for the producers that are out there kind of from the outside looking in and, you know, they're they're not afraid to put themselves out there. Um, what have you noticed about producers? I mean, this is a, two different questions, but what have you mm-hmm. noticed about producers that kind of shoots them in the foot from getting these opportunities and keeping these opportunities going? Like what kind of things do you see them doing that you, you know, if you had an opportunity to kind of like be, big homie, you would pull them off to the side and be like, eh, don't do this because mm-hmm. it's killing your opportunities. Honestly, it's really hard to say because it just really depends on who you're working with. But mm-hmm. I guess in my case and my experiences, um, just really... Um, like, have you yeah, seen an oppor- just... Have you seen a, a situation in which a producer is just dropping the ball? Like I've seen, I'll give you an example. I was in sessions with TDE where they pull a producer in there and he's going through beat number 25 and they haven't oh, said yeah, yes yeah. to anything. <laughs> and they're not getting the hint that stop playing trap beats because they're not in the mood for trap beats or stop playing mm. music that was off of their last album because yeah. they're already done with that. Like, especially sending beats through the email, which I'm sure that you've done too. Yeah. Yeah, like, what? okay, maybe let, let's start there then. For, okay. for producers who don't even have any relationships and are sending beats through the email, they don't know what to send, so they end up sending, like, a tight beat from that artist's last project, not right. realizing, like, he's already done with that sound. Yeah. And they're moving on. Well, one thing I will say is that, you know, these labels and artists don't look at music as just music. It's more of a, like when you when art, when artists make a song and the same thing with producers or when they when they make something, it's a product. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it's literally something that's gonna have an ID number in the long run and like mm-hmm. make the money, you know, later on and stuff. So yeah. like like how you said, like they they 
made blue la- la- last year. Today or this year we're making red. Right. They're not on the trap beats, you know, before. That I was mean, the moment like in they time. were before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, you know, nowadays just send whatever you feel like is your best work. Mm-hmm. I feel like people kinda, you know, screw themselves over by like like, damn, this produ- or this artist has been doing this sound for so long, like I need to send him this stuff, you know. Right. I, Not I, realizing also they got producers who already are making that there. Yeah, like and that's how they establish themselves to working with their day ones who right. have that sound. And so yeah, they're working with their day ones. They're getting like I, I remember uh, I heard like Rihanna is getting like sixty five thousand um, submissions oh of beats, gosh. like stuff like like so she's getting everything the, the, that she everything, could possibly need. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the typical of what you think Rihanna would get, like. Yeah. Like same thing with Drake, they're getting like thousands of submissions. So like you, mm-hmm. you just can't think too much on it. Like, like Drake. What are you sending to Drake or Rihanna? Like, what do you, what do you, in your mind, like as you're sitting there to cook, what do you, like, what's kind of your process when you're customizing your production for an artist? What are you thinking mm-hmm. of? Because I feel I, like that's a skill that with me, you got me down packed. Like when we sit there and cook, there's never a time I'm sitting there. Um, <laughs> maybe just uh, uh, Steve Jobs where I couldn't catch the drums oh. that you were initially doing and we <laughs> that, sat here for like 45 minutes trying to figure out like where are you rapping at Curtis yeah. and I'm like where are the drums starting at but aside from that I feel like you've always got that like yeah. you know how to customize and you work with so many different types of artists mm-hmm. which is just crazy to me um, but like how do you customize an experience as you're cooking up, you're sitting down, you're about to make a beat. Like you have obviously the, the Justin Timberlake placement uh, for the commercial and Levi's. And how are you customizing your experience to be tailor-made for that artist, but still mm-hmm. be, I guess, um, something they would want to use in the present tense? I kind of, for me, I put myself in, I would just be like, okay, well, if I was Drake, mm-hmm. like, cause I, like I said, you can't think about it too much. Like sure. you just got to just make music that, because if you're just forcing it, it's just not gonna come on tight, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, you know. But like, if you end up making another best I ever had, right there, you have it. <laughs> it's like I have no desire. For you know what I'm saying? But like, I just make beats, and then I'm just like, okay, what well, would Drake be able to get on this? And I kind of like, you know, in my head, rap like Drake or whatever, or yeah. sing like Drake. I'm like, okay, this this could go for Drake. You know what right. I'm saying? You know, like st- stuff like that. Like that's how I, um, kind of how uh, what's it called? What rec? What song was that? Um. This is a rapper named Kimby X. You know what I'm saying? And like I was in a in a room with him and like I was playing beats for him. And I wasn't just playing random stuff. I was just playing stuff like what would I cuz I I'm familiar with his music. Mm-hmm. I'm just like playing things like what would he rap on? Mm-hmm. And so I was putting beats and like pulling beats from a folder to another one for him. And everything I was playing he liked. And he was like mm-hmm. like writing to and or like like freestyling to. Yeah. That's and I was a good like, feeling okay. when you know you already got a winner out the first two or three beats, right. you're like, Oh, this is about to be a same, breeze. You know, same thing with Murs, like like you would never think he would have jumped on um um uh what's this the song called? The uh, Shot the Sheriff. Uh, I forgot what the actual title is. I, okay, but, yeah, I remember the song you're talking about like though. The EDM yeah. Sounding he, one. I never would have guessed you, he would have picked that one either. When he was like, Yeah, this is the one I'm getting from Oh Gosh, I was like, EDM trap. Yeah, like. you know what I'm saying? Like, you would never hear that from Murs for, you know, for those of you that know what, you know, Murs does when it comes to music. But, like, he he chose that. And I was like, that's, that's t- it's tight. <laughs> you like, never would have sent that, either, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, Which yeah, is I, I, I def- good that you sent everything. Yeah, but that's another thing, too. Like, being in the room with an artist is, mm-hmm. obviously, it's not that easy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if when you do have the, the opportunity to send, don't think about it too much. Like, just send... Yeah dope stuff people are looking for different stuff all the time yeah you know what i'm saying because they're always hearing the same stuff all the time like you just you just can't think about it too much so i i don't i don't know how much i can disclose of this and if i'm supposed to even say anything about it so i'm gonna just like let you take the lead on this mm-hmm. um you as an artist okay uh like uh like a rapper as a rapper Oh man! You know I don't want to like let no aliases out the door or anything like that. I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know nothing about nothing. All I know is like I don't know nothing. I don't oh know man! Nothing. But is that something that is like a real deal for you, or is that something that look at he pulled the hoodie down? <laughs> is that something that's like a real like you really you, want to approach? Because I mean it's not like you don't know what you're doing. The music that I've heard that you've sent to me all sounds super dope. You know how to how to produce yourself outside of the music like even from the sound designing and the mixing and that we haven't even talked about that at all uh but you know how to put the pieces where they need to be mm-hmm. to where somebody who's just starting to rap um which i know you're not I know you've been doing for some years like on the low mm-hmm. uh would the not be able, like on a low low but but they would not have the same 
it wouldn't sound the same, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what, where's your mind out with, with that? Like, where is that something that you really want to pursue? I'm I'm on the I'm on the fence. I like it. It's fun. Like I have so many dope like you, you know, Kit, yeah. Cam. Like everybody is just so dope and quick, and like they just know, they just know how to do that crap. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm like, I and when I try it, it's just mad. It's just mad fun. Like, yeah. Like the the song that we dro- we dropped. Uh, was it in December? Bad bad. Like the song didn't make any sense. Like on my well, like my verse it didn't make any sense. But it was fun to write it. You know, it's a what dope I'm saying? song. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the production's cool. You know what I'm saying? But that's like one thing that I'm like learning is like, okay, I can't just write whatever in it, even though it fits to the beat. Like, I I gotta make sure that like it's conceptual and it makes sense. You know what I, I'm saying? I, I guess you're the only one that cares about that these days. I don't. Maybe, I don't have you, you see, have you heard music as of this guy wants to actually make sense and he put things. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> it's funny, like. I posted on <laughs> I posted on Twitter. Oh, uh, um, I want to say like a couple weeks ago. I was like, I, I need to learn how to rap, and uh, I forgot. Who, I, I think it was Satire. Um, is that how you say his name? Yeah, Satire. Yeah, Satire. Yeah. And he uh, commented like, <laughs> I, he's, "What did he say?" He said, "Uh, it's like, uh, okay, so I, I said I, I need to learn how to rap." He's like, "Nobody else knows how to rap. You need to learn it. Do it <laughs> or something like that." It's I was true, like, though, because like. Even like, okay, th- this is like me kind of being transparent with you. There's been times where we're working on a song and the random thought will come to mind like, this is a different era of rap now. What mm. are you going to rap like? What are you going to rap about? What are you going to... And I'm like, at the same token, as much as I care about that, that shows how much I love it, it also shows how much I take it too seriously because mm-hmm. nowadays, like, and maybe that's how it was naturally supposed to be. People who are like purists get so angry about rappers who are not rapping with perfect diction or perfect, you know, content or perfect storytelling. And it's like, at the end of the day, we're rhyming words together. Yeah. Which if you ask anybody who has no attachment to the culture, they'll look at that and say, Oh, that's really playful. Mm -hmm. Some kids do you're rhyming together, but it's like, no, no, my rhyming is a different kind of rhyming. I'm rhyming about my life. And it's like, yeah, "Yeah, but it's, you got to still be able to, take some of that pressure off and look at it from the perspective of we're just putting words together. Yeah, that's all it is. Like, Our story is important. What we're talking about is supremely important, but at the end of the day, we're putting words together and no matter how serious you are, I know you've heard so many rappers in which they got a really serious story, but their delivery kills it. Yeah, It's like, yeah, I know you might like really shoot somebody out here, but the way you're delivering this verse, like I don't, I'm you like water gun, my dude. <laughs> like, pew, pew, pew. like I don't believe nothing that's coming out of your mouth right now. And you might very well do that, but you just sound like way too overbearing and too serious. And I think that that's something that you're not gonna have an issue with as an artist. But I just wanted to ask you about that. Anything else you wanted to add to I that? I mean, I definitely will be dropping more music. Okay, as, as like a rapper or a singer, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's 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 fun, and I think that's what's important. Is that is. As long as you're having fun and it sounds tight, put it out. You know what I'm saying? And I do plan on doing that. I'm or sticking. I'm, I do plan on sticking with that that mindset. Okay, so music. Uh, we're gonna end here on two different things. Uh, I want to say thank you for definitely being a guest today here. This is uh, oh, of long overdue. We're getting ready to actually cook. Homie K.I.T. out there and gone over there getting ready to cook. I know he's going to be a devil. We're going to cook today. Uh, so y'all going to enjoy that video later on this week. But um, two things I want to end off with. One, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Slap Experts with you mm-hmm. because you are, of course, the co-founder of Slap Experts. And it was an idea that came together really via more so text messaging, if anything. Mm -hmm. And um, then I want to talk about where people can find you, find your music and connect with you. But uh, let's start with Slapex first, man. Um, Mm -hmm. It's definitely an honor to be putting this together with you. And and I'm glad we've always we've always said like we're going to collaborate in some way, even if it's through music, as an artist, whatever the case. Like he's responsible for why I I got back on the stage to uh, to rap. He's playing the drums and. Every song we did was music that he produced. Uh, so this is my brother no matter what. So it's just dope to get um, these sounds together. But sound design, man, he, he taught me uh, really what I what I know right now about sound design and set me off uh, into the different 
avenues that I'm going with it, man. But uh, Slap X, not Slap X, uh, that's the next pack. But uh, in terms of Slap Experts, man, mm. what, what what do you want the people out there to know? Oh, uh, they need, <laughs> they're about to get some stuff, that's for sure. Okay. Like, I, well, we all put in a lot of, oh my God, it's, it's about to be, I, it's it's so hard to explain. Like, yeah. Because I, I, yeah. I know what I, I contributed and I know what you contributed is mm-hmm. about to be wild. Which, what's, yeah. Like, like, why sound design for you? Like, why does that oh, make sense for sound, you? I mean, it's, it's fine, man. Because I'm it, going back to the whole like SoundCloud thing. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of got, you know, that uh, that skill from making those those crazy beats and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Because you gotta like sit there and manipulate and and filter and manipulate EQ, like do all this crazy stuff to make different sounds. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know, I started just putting sounds in a folder and, and, and it just became fun. And okay. I, I, I wouldn't say I necessarily taught you. I, did, I feel like I just Bro, maybe I might have no, introduced you, taught, you. you. No, you taught when I to, when I saw the when I saw you turn a clap into a hi hat by manipulation <laughs> of sound, and then I saw you flip around and I, 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 some of the stuff that you showed me, I was like, I, you know how you hear a term over and over again your whole life. I've heard sound designer pretty much my whole career. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what it meant. I thought it meant like, oh, you must know like. The ins and outs of Pro Tools and synthesis. And yeah, yeah, you know, like you're a technical person, but it's literally designing of a sound that can yeah. start as a sine wave and end as a end as a as a hi hat or end as a kick drum or end as a mm-hmm. snare. And when you showed that to me, it was like another part of my brain opening up like, oh, mm-hmm. that's oh, that's what they mean by like we really are like like literally uh, uh, Kanye Westing out here sounds. Yeah, like that's if you look at. Okay. Even if it just cuts out there, that's cool. We getting ready to end here. Yeah, we good. Yeah, we good there. Um, we can cut this part out though. Too. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. So it's just literally like you're literally Kanye West in the sounds uh, that you're designing. But I, no, you you taught me, bro, and I'm you got to take them props because now I'm sitting here and what my neighbors used to hear was you know a bunch of beats being thrown together. <laughs> now they're hearing a bunch of like 808s being tweaked in 14, 15 different ways. So I know I'm driving them crazy, but. It's the most fun that I've had, and I appreciate oh, you yeah, for absolutely. it, man. Uh, so let the people know where they can find you. Let them know about your socials. And actually, no, before that, I need you to give me one, one thing, one thing. What's give up? me three plugins that are your go-tos right now. Smack Attack number one by Waves. RC20. No, I'm not even going to count RC20 because everybody has that. Everybody has So, that. yeah, uh, <laughs> Smack Attack, uh, G-Clip. And um, Ovox, Ovox. I'm my go-to plugin right now. Just, I gotta get on that. You've been telling me about that for the longest. But uh, thank you, man. Where can people find you at? Um, at Oh Gosh Leotis everywhere. Um, and YouTube.com/slash Oh Gosh Leotis. Man, there it is. Thank you for joining us here today. Thank you out there for listening and watching. A lot of gems got dropped today. Uh, my man's had a great quote that he said he learned from one of his teachers in that practice makes permanent permanent so uh y'all i gotta get out there and practice thank you for listening to today's podcast if you are listening on the apple podcast or spotify whatever distributor make sure you subscribe and stay in tune because we got even more guests coming very very soon i got more episodes i'll be doing on the solo but uh yeah thank y'all for being here thank you for watching the youtube Please do me a favor. Go down to the comments below and tell me what did you resonate the most with in today's podcast? What is something that really stuck with you? Um, In this life, you would not be full of life until you decided to live life to its fullest. Once again, it's Curtis King. And oh gosh, Leo, this is SlapExperts.com. Indeed. Have a good one. You have a nice one.